Welcome once again to the Ebone Zone. I invite you to sit back, relax, and listen for the 270th time on this Friday, February 4th, 2022. I hope you enjoy this week's episode, part three in a novel review series on Wilson Rawls' Where the Red Fern Grows. This episode contains... Spoilers. This week, we continue our journey into a new book review series on Where the Red Fern Grows, written by Wilson Rawls. We went over what happened in chapters 6 through 10 last time, and if you missed it, there's a link in the description, along with every episode in the series so far. But if you're all caught up, it might interest you to know that we'll be covering chapters 11 through 15 in this episode, and that's enough in the way of introduction, so let's get started, shall we? In chapter 11, there's a terrible blizzard overtaking Billy and his folks. On the fifth night of this, Billy decides to go hunting with old Dan and little Ann. His dad tells him to be careful because it'll be foggy, but they go hunting anyway, and when he and his dogs go to the woods, old Dan starts tracking something right away. Billy gets excited as his dogs get going after a new bounty. And eventually, Billy knows the dogs are close to him, and the raccoon is headed for the water, and Billy hopes that he can catch it before he gets there. And just then, he remembers the voice of his grandpa telling him to never underestimate a raccoon. He follows Dan and Ann and hears several noises. Wolves, birds, cows, and just about everything else. Billy seems worried now because he's lost touch with the river. He can't hear it anymore because most of it is frozen. But what he can hear, though, is old Dan. He's bawling, but not in the way that Billy hopes. Dan, in his own way, lets Billy know that something is wrong and Anne is in trouble. While chasing her bounty with Dan, she jumped across the river but ended up just a bit short and fell into the icy water. Billy knows this could be a fatal mistake for Anne, so he puts out his lantern, lays down his axe, and jumps into action. Little Anne is in bad shape, and she needs Billy's help, crying for safety, and so Billy thinks quickly. He goes back to his lantern and picks out a cane pole, mounts the lantern to it, and makes his way out to save his dog. Heroic though it may be, Billy's still scared, but that doesn't stop him. He's trying to get to her as fast as he can, but the ice breaks, causing Billy to fall into the water. He then sees a sycamore tree and hides behind it to avoid seeing the inevitable. He figures that prayer is the answer from here, and so Billy asks God for help. Little Ann is holding on for dear life at this point, and Billy gets an idea. At the place where he fell into the water earlier, he puts his foot back in to gauge the depth. The water comes up to his knees, his hips, and then his waist, but still he decides to jump in, chopping at the water with his axe to get to little Ann. He tries to catch her with a pole, and old Dan even tries to help, but Billy beats him away, still trying to get to his dog. Soon after this, little Ann is rescued, and old Dan is absolutely overjoyed, but Billy is sort of worse for the wear. He's gripped with fear and anxious for his dog. So, building a fire, he helps little Ann to get back to her feet, and carries her back to the house. And later, Billy comes down with a cold. In chapter 12, we see the promise of great things in store for Billy and his dogs. He's known all over the mountains, due in part to his granddad's publicizing. Every time he goes to the store, Billy is the one with the most hides, and therefore, the most bragging rights. And one day, he's asked by his parents to go get some corn ground. And while he's waiting, he sees the Pritchard boys, the exact kids that Billy doesn't want to see. There's Reuben, big-boned and mean as a snake. And then there's his little brother, Rainy, 
a nervous gambler with a disposition for fighting. Just as Billy hoped wouldn't be the case, Rainey comes over and asks him to make a bet. And of course, Billy says no. Our angry little friend won't take no for an answer, but Billy does the smart thing. He doesn't engage, turns and walks off. Reuben then goes into the store and orders tobacco, to the shock of Billy's granddad. He lies and says the stuff is for his dad, but ends up chewing it with his brother Rainey instead. He's almost arrogant as he stares the old man down. Rainey then asks Billy about Ann and Dan, saying that they're just a bunch of no-count pups and that his dogs could beat them. How about $2 on that? And in order to win them their money, they say there's this thing called the Ghost Coon, which is a raccoon that's never been treed. His granddad says that the Pritchard boys are on and calls his bet, raising the stakes to $4 now. And they bring up a stipulation. Since old Dan and little Ann refuse to hunt with other dogs, the Pritchards will just have to hunt without. And they decide later to meet up at a place in the woods. We know now that Granddad is on Billy's side. My theory on this is that the old man wants Billy to win because A, he's his granddad, and B, well, he doesn't really like the Pritchards all that much either. Later, they start hunting up river, and all the while, the two boys hurl insults at Billy. In just a bit, Ann and Dan start to howl, and Reuben lets Billy know that the ghost goes a certain way every time. And that's how you know it's not just any old raccoon. Little Ann jumps him and tries with all her might to kill it, but without old Dan, it's just not enough. And a bit later, the dogs tree something, but Billy can't see Little Ann. It's just old Dan barking at a hole in the log. But the fact is, there's nothing in it. For a half hour, Little Ann tries to find their bounty, but those Pritchards just try to get under Billy's skin. They say that she'll never find it, and it's best they all give up. That is, until Little Ann strikes oil. The raccoon she's been searching for pops out from under the log, and it is big. And now, little Ann is on the trail, and Dan isn't far behind her. The raccoon heads downstream about 15 yards, and without a second thought, he comes straight for the boys, with little Ann and old Dan directly behind it. After getting tired out, the animal heads for a tree where he always goes. Usually from there, the legend says it disappears, but... This time is different. In chapter 13, the two Pritchard boys say that it's no use. Billy needs to pay up so they can go home, but he's not ready to give up just yet. Old Dan and little Ann aren't ready to give up either. They run a little more, and it seems that all hope is lost, and Billy even pays the boys until Ann catches the scent. Balling treed, she goes over to a tree hanging 12 feet up. From here, Billy wants in on the action poking out everything he can with a stick until he feels something soft in the tree. There's what they've been looking for. Ann and Dan catch their prey and try to subdue it, but little do they know, this thing's got some fight. Twice the raccoon gets away, but eventually he knows that he's been beat. Billy has a prime opportunity, but he doesn't take it. Billy refuses to kill the ghost coon, and strange as that might be, the other two boys say that there's no way they're letting it go. Eventually, the Pritchard's dog comes through the woods and stares down old Dan, distracting them from their bounty. Just as that's happening, Reuben and Billy are getting ready to fight as well. Reuben is too much for Billy, but there's another fight going on. Old Dan and little Ann are fighting like mad. Before we know it, they're on the verge of killing the Pritchard's dog. 
Reuben gets angry and starts to go defend his dog, but is stopped when he gets popped between the legs with the handle of Billy's axe. Eventually, we find out that it wasn't just the handle that Reuben is caught with. He took the blade straight to the stomach, and that's how he dies, then and there. Billy calls for Rainy, but he can't get an answer. Leaving Reuben and the injured hound, he goes back home. From there, his granddad goes up to where Reuben was killed to retrieve the body and to do the ever-painful task of telling the family that one of their own has died. But that's the thing. Billy's dad and granddad were walking with Reuben's body and found them on the way up to the house. It takes a toll on them, and for all the disrespect, cutting remarks, and remorseless jokes, Billy feels sort of guilty about the boy's death. He goes down to Reuben's grave and puts flowers on it. In chapter 14, Billy's granddad sends for Billy, and he goes to the store. Little Ann and old Dan follow closely, but Billy isn't too fond of that idea. Eventually, he caves, and when Billy meets his granddad, he has to tell the story again. As he goes over the details, the old man feels guilty because he thinks that it's all his fault. Feeling some survivor's guilt, he thinks that if he hadn't called Rainey's bet, Reuben would still be alive. He then says he has something for Billy. It's a newspaper with an ad for a championship hunt. It's later revealed that Billy's granddad has wanted to go to one of those hunts all his life, and he wants to get Dan and Ann entered into the competition. He says that the money's all paid, and all they need to do is show up and win the contest. From there, he sends Billy out of the store with some candy for him and his sisters to share. Dan and Ann are excited as well because they know Billy's joy. He's in his own head as he skips along home, thinking about how lucky he is, and when he gets there, a dinner's waiting for him. When he pulls up to the table, his sisters are excited about the candy, and Billy tells his dad about the competition. Billy really wants his father to go, but he says that he can't. He'd love to, but he's got too much to do around the house. Billy's mom then tells him that he should because there's not much to do that he couldn't afford to put off for a bit of time spent with his son. Besides, it'd be a few months before mom needs any help anyway, because she's having a baby. Billy never noticed because he was so preoccupied with hunting. And the night before the big hunt, it's hard for Billy to sleep, as I bet it would be. The next morning, they get up and go out to the store. And his granddad is really excited about what's going on. That is, until Billy sees his axe. The one that killed Reuben. But even then, it doesn't faze him. At that point, they trudge on. In chapter 15, they end up at their destination, a campground, with old Dan and little Ann eating some corned beef hash. His granddad is amazed at the fact of how close the dogs are to each other. They won't do anything without the other one. They're truly inseparable. His granddad thinks that Billy and his dogs have a special bond. Coffee is on the menu tonight, as well as side pork and bread. Billy drinks it and feels just as big as he's ever felt. From being amped up about the hunt to getting to do a lot of new and adult things, he's feeling like a man. And later, the three men go to sleep. Billy hears an owl and a few moments later thinks that bad luck is on the way because of a superstition in his part of the Ozarks. Two owls mean bad luck, and Billy is having no part of it. The next morning, they stop at a resting house while they decide where to go next. Grandpa says that the next town, Black Fox Hollow, will see the family leaving the road and going to the river bottoms. And when they get there, it's packed to the gills. 
with all kinds of hunters and hounds from walkers to blue ticks and red bones hailing from everywhere. Louisiana, Texas, Florida, all the best hunting grounds. Tomorrow morning, there'll be a contest to see who has the best looking hound and Billy is intimidated by all this at first until his granddad tells him that old Dan and little Ann are primed to win because in his eyes, they're the best dogs around. Later, Billy starts grooming Dan and Ann with a hair comb and some butter in the absence of scented oils. The judging begins and several dogs are disqualified in the get-go until little Ann is given a turn. The judge gives a compliment to Billy's dog and goes to check on the others. Little Ann and a walker hound are all that's left later in the competition, and it's time for the last round, the walking. Little Ann takes it, and Billy couldn't be prouder that he has the winning dog. And now, the big stuff starts. The hunt. An axe, lantern, and a gun loaded with birdshot is all they can take with them, and a judge will be following the hunter's every move. 25 hounds entered, and therefore 25 cards are drawn to decide their places. Billy goes to draw and gets a card, letting him know that he will be hunting the fourth night. Four sets are eliminated on the first night and five the next morning. A pair of blue ticks are out in the lead, and Billy then decides on a strategy, that they'll hunt where the other dogs haven't when their time comes. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I'm really glad you could make it, and I hope you enjoyed the festivities. If you want to stay connected to the show, I'd invite you to pop on over to Facebook or Twitter and give the page a follow. Just search Ebone Zone on Facebook and Official EBZ on Twitter. If you're new, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next week, my friend, God bless you, stay humble, and remember, keep an ear out.